The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into the early line. Hour number two right here. On Sports Grid, Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside hanging out with you on a Wednesday morning. And usually at this time, we talk about some target player props, some players that we think, whether it could be a big week, a bad week, but numbers that we are interested to see when they are posted based on their week six matchups. To obviously, we go through this each week here. Certain players that we talked about last week involve Odell Beckham Jr. Then we found out Baker's arm didn't work. Then it didn't matter. Baker still not getting all that involved in the offense. There's always different approaches to this here. We each pick out three players. And Donnie, I'm seeing a quarterback making your early list here heading into week six. Yes, it is. And also, sometimes when you look at games, right, Kevin, you try to size them up. And if I'm going to look at Kansas City and Washington, I'm going to pick a quarterback. Ooh, 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 raise my hand. Patrick Mahomes, right? Not so fast, my friend, on this one here. We're going in the opposite direction with Taylor Heineke. Is he a great quarterback? No. But let's be real about the Kansas City defense. It doesn't matter who you are. You should be able to have a big game against that defense. So let's go to the tail of the tape in this one and why this makes sense. Let's even forget about Taylor Heineke's actual passing yards over his first few games here because I just want to focus on what the Chiefs allow you to do. Look at the five games they played against Cleveland. 304 yards in the air. Second game against Baltimore. Now, they quote-unquote only, Kevin, threw for 230. Why? Because they ran for 251 yards in that game. They didn't need to throw anymore. Go over to the Chargers, 275. Go over to the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, 358 yards they put up against the Chiefs. And then also, on Sunday Night Football, the Buffalo Bills, 315 yards. So if we're going to assume with a total of a game hovering around 56 points, The Chiefs, we know, are going to score on that bad defense against Washington. So two things come into play that you can also add in. The Washington football team getting about a touchdown in this game. They will be down in the fourth quarter. You should be able to get some yards. So if I'm looking at this passer prop, and they're going to give me something around that 280 range on Taylor Heineke, even though it is Taylor Heineke, you know what, Kevin? It still is the Chiefs defense. I'm going over on that passing prop if I can get it around that range. And I'll tell you what, Donnie, the the game script obviously is there. And just looking at where Heineke's yardage props have been listed the past couple of weeks here, right? It was 253.5 against Buffalo, 260 range Atlanta, 248 the Saints. I think they should probably keep that number sub 270-ish even there. And I think that's a great shout by you. Fourth most passing yards per game the Kansas City Chiefs are giving up. It's just a really bad defense. It's a really, really bad defense. And then you factor in, as Donnie mentioned, Washington trailing. A lot of opportunity could be out there as well. Now, I'm also seeing, Donnie, a wide receiver making the list here. And I actually don't know if before we've talked about this specific market on the target player props here. Talk to me a little bit about what you're looking at here maybe in Cincinnati. Let's take a look, and finally, people are waking up, even the odds makers here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Kevin. Who am I going with? Jamar Chase, a rookie. Donnie, you can't. Rookies don't. I mean, come on. Rookies aren't going to be able to do any damage in the NFL, or he's getting lucky so far. Sooner or later, the playbook will be out how to stop Jamar Chase, the wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know what the playbook is now? Remember when Jamar Chase was an afterthought of being rookie of the year? Yep. Take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook today on a Wednesday, October 13th. You know who's the favorite? 
Jamar Chase at plus 340. Right behind him, Mac Jones. So if we're going to center on a touchdown prop, typically you want a running back or a guy that's going to be involved in the offense and say, not a rookie because maybe I don't trust him. And also when you take a look at the Bengals, there are so many teams out here that you can say, hey, these wide receivers are good. Let's welcome in the radio audience here, all of our affiliates here, Sirius XM Channel 204. But getting back here talking about the wide receiver here, Jamar Chase, look at the games he's played as a rookie. Opening day, five catches, 101 and a touchdown against the Vikings. The Bears, two for 54, but also included a touchdown. The Steelers, four for 65, two scores. And, oh, yes, he had a bad game against the Jaguars. I mean, heck, only six catches for 77 yards but didn't score. Last week you saw at the end of the half an electric play extending it. Joe Barrow finds him down the sideline for a big touchdown. Six catches, 159, and a score. And that was a 70-yard touchdown pass. Give me another touchdown this weekend for Jamar Chase. And also, it does help when you're playing against a really bad defense in a dome with perfect mm-hmm. conditions against the Lions. And I got to say, as they are playing the Lions, I'm willing to admit when I was wrong, Hand up. The Lions drafted Penny Sewell. I thought that's who the Bengals should have picked. Joe Burrow, Mm. you were right. Smart to take your college teammate. They look like they are going to be a dominant one-two punch for a long, long time. One more player here, Donnie, from your end of it. And a tight end makes the list here going into week six. No, certainly a tight end makes it in, but also, Kevin, I was hoping in the background, I was trying to watch your uh, screen there, seeing how well I brought the radio audience in. I know you'd be, you know, a nice little yeah, professional yeah, yeah. move like that. Talk about another. That was the first you know, was time impressive. all year. Another. <laughs> Another impressive tight end as we take a look here with Mark Andrews at tight end. That's where I'm going here, Kevin. Total reception prop. He's back into the offense. This is a well-oiled machine over here. Starts out against the Raiders. Three catches for 20 yards. But look at the value and look at the usage rate improve. Five for 57 against the Chiefs. Five for 109 against the Lions. Five for 67 against the Broncos. 11 for 147 versus the Colts. He's back. It's center stage. We'll get points this weekend. Give me Mark Andrews' total reception prop to the over this weekend. That is tremendous action there. The four and a halfs have been posted. They've been posted at plus money. I anticipate it stays in that range. It's a great opportunity there for Donnie Wrightside. We are hitting a break, though, here on the early line. During that break, I'm going to have to tell Donnie, Donnie, relax. Stop doing everything here. Bringing the radio audience. Mm. going to take my hosting duties? It's unacceptable. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on Sportsbook, Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside rolling with you, breaking down some target player props here for week six. And Donnie delivering some tremendous action. I'll tell you what, too, Donnie, I'm really fascinated by that Mark Andrews prop you mentioned because that Monday night game was so exciting and I'm sure it'll be very impactful to the numbers like that's like the, again it's a perfect target player prop I can't wait to see what they do with his numbers heading into that matchup against the Chargers 
Yeah, it should be a fun one overall. And I just like when you see the confidence rise. That was a sensational game overall from a quarterbacking position also. So when you take a look at Lamar Jackson expanding his horizons in the pocket, Mark Andrews is wide open all the time. And you tend to say, hey, remember how much fun it was last week? Let's do that again this week. So his usage rate should be high for me. Talking about some usage rate here is over the pond, Kevin. As we line up the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars looking to get their first win. Will they go, what, 30 games without a win? It seems like they're careening down that course. Miami not playing all that well. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Think it's going to be Tua. But the one thing we could probably lean on here, the Miami Dolphins have not played well at all on defense. And maybe we're looking to get after them on the ground. A running back prop maybe in the cards this weekend over in London? Absolutely. A lot of times when I'm delivering a target player props, I'll submit a player that I bet the week prior that I think very well they just won't be able to adjust enough here. This is a situation where I'm submitting a team that we targeted last week. It worked out, and we're going to target again. Leonard Fournette scored a touchdown and got over his yardage number against the Dolphins, and that was in a game that Tom Brady threw all over the field, 400 yards, five touchdown passes there. The Dolphins' defense is very bad. And they are, right now, super, super vulnerable against the run. In comes James Robinson, who last week, in a game that Derrick Henry ran for a buck 30, Robinson was the leading rusher for 149. The week before that, 78 rushing yards. The week before that, 88 on the ground and once again we talk about can they adjust the numbers enough last week's number against the tennessee titans donnie was in the low 60s he hit that on one run almost in that opening quarter and the number here maybe checks into the 70s maybe the mid 70s but again this is a spot where Robinson has been delivering and the Dolphins' defense has been delivering. And the other key note here, too, I think, Donnie, with the Jaguars is they're always dogs. Game script doesn't suggest they're going to run the football a ton, and it provides that value on James Robinson. Another interesting quote here from Urban Meyer as well, Kevin. He would like to get back to the 250 on the ground and 250 in the air. So 250 on the ground, you got to buy into it. Now, we've done that before saying they're going to use Miles Sanders this week. I know. And I wait a second. What happened to that 250 on the ground we were supposed to have? But I do like the look that we're going with here. Let's take a look at some wide receiver props and also an ultra-talented wide receiver with maybe a broken quarterback. But it doesn't feel that way when you take a look at Chase Claypool and the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Legion of Boom. Well, some remnants of the Legion of Boom. Looks like you can boom all over that secondary. Take a look at Chase Claypool over his last two games. Now, keep in mind, he sat out one game here with an injury. But before that injury, nine catches for 96 yards against the Bengals. Then he follows it up after his own bye week. Five catches for 130. An ultimate weapon in that offense. And the one thing that you do like if you're looking for wide receiver props, Kevin, is give me a couple deep shots a game. You can eat up a touchdown. You can eat up big yardage at that point. Chase Claypool for the Steelers. Tell us how this breakdown works this weekend on a primetime game versus the Seahawks. So I, I feel like, Don, I'm almost taking your guy here in Chase Claypool, even though he's a you know Notre Dame grad. I'm pretty sure I feel like he's found his way into your pick six every single week. And I started to look through the numbers, and it's easy to see why. The guy delivers. No matter how broken Big Ben is, he puts up yardage. A buck 30 last week against Denver. 90, he did miss a week here on the season, which is key as well. You love him putting up a buck 30 coming off of missing a game. 96 against Cincinnati, 70 against Vegas. The only time he missed his over yardage prop was against Buffalo, and he missed it narrowly. It was under 50 yards. He finished with 45. He was right there on the cusp. And the reason why Claypool is going to be so interesting, so interesting is twofold here, is one, Juju Smith-Schuster is now going to be out. They haven't ruled him out for the season. They've just ruled him out until, like, December. I mean, he's probably done here. So Claypool's targets go up. And, Donnie, this is a big yardage receiver, averaging right now 17 yards per catch. It feels like every game this guy is live to catch a ball for above 50 yards here where you are taking out a significant chunk of the prop in just one play but maybe the most important thing is the opponent 
We talk about bad defenses, right? I just said the Miami Dolphins have a bad defense. They're allowing right now the third most yards per game on the season. Who's worse than the Miami Dolphins right now giving up 422? Well, the Kansas City Chiefs giving up 437 yards per game. So you got to think, Donnie, all the Chiefs football we've watched this year, that's the worst defense in the NFL. The Seattle Seahawks are allowing 450 yards of offense per game. What in the world is this defense here? I don't think they can set the Claypool number high enough. And I think would it be in a primetime game, an alt number for like a 100-yard receiving day is very well within reason. I do. I agree here. And also, the next player prop that you're looking at, you know, sort of we have the same playbook on this one. You take a game that you figure you're going to get scoring from the opponent, but instead of looking for the opponent's quarterback, you focus in on the guy that might have more value. Case in point for myself, Kansas City Patrick Mahomes, Washington Taylor Heineke. Instead of going for Patrick Mahomes, I think Heineke can play very well from behind in that game if he needs it in the fourth quarter. Let's fast forward here to 425 Eastern this Sunday. That's the Dallas Cowboys come to town against New England Patriots. Dallas is a sensational offense. Normally, how can I take Dak Prescott at quarterback to use him to my advantage? Not so fast here. If you see the Dallas Cowboys are a favorite by four, a total lined around 51 and a half. We're looking at points in this game, but also you're going to have to throw the football in New England if you want to stay in with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. How does this play out between your looks? Is it Dak Prescott or is it going to be Mac Jones for you this weekend as your quarterback play? It's going to be Mac Jones. It has to be Matt Jones. So last week, Daniel Jones made the card as a target player prop. Lost that because of injury. The Giants overall, if the bet was just the Giants overpassing, that would have been a winning wager. Mike Glennon came in through for a buck 96, and as a team, they threw for 294. The Dallas Cowboys are allowing the second most passing yards per game on the year at 311 yards. Only the Bucks allow more. And that's just because you can't run the football on Tampa Bay whatsoever. But because Dallas is so often not only playing from in front, but listen, I know they make plays. The defense is still vulnerable through the air. And then you bring in Mac Jones, Donnie, who is 3-0 to the over on the passing prompt in their three losses four-point dogs he should have to throw the football here against Dallas Josh McDaniels coming out with quotes saying I think we're starting to round into form offensively I hope that means they're throwing the football here a little bit more Damian Harris little banged up little fumble issues which is making me concerned on that season-long player prop here but I think this is a spot Donnie where the Mac Jones number again like you mentioned with Heineke 270-ish range No problem. He might have to throw for 300 yards in this football game here against this Cowboys secondary just to keep them competitive. I think you're right. I think it's the way to do it because, again, most people would look the opposite way and go with the quarterback that's probably going to be lined around 300. Take the cheaper number. If they're down, you can get those extra yards in the fourth quarter to push you over the top. It's a good pick. Up next on the early line, we talk about a couple of more early lines for week six, the way the numbers are starting to move. And we'll talk about that Dallas-New England game here and whether or not the Cowboys can keep their perfect ATS record alive. Keep it right here on Sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's talk some early lines here on the early line. And we make the trip across the pond. Jags, Dolphins, Jags, London's favorite team right now, a three and a half point underdog. I mean, they certainly should be getting some home spread kind of love here. No, I mean, I guess it's, they say it's neutral site, but the Jags are always overseas. The total is 47. The keynote in this game, Donnie, is Tua Tungavailoa is set to make his return for this Dolphins team. It should help out the Miami Dolphins here because I think they'll get, a, I don't want to say a little bit more explosive because he's not the greatest quarterback. It's not a massive upgrade over Jacoby Brissett, but it is an upgrade. And going against the Jacksonville defense, here's how you know the Jacksonville Jaguars are a bad defense. Take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, looking at team totals for the game. It's the Miami Dolphins, eh, not very good. Two is coming back off an injury. What do you say, maybe 21 and a half, 22? No, it's actually 26, which means they're probably going to have to score four touchdowns in this game to cover that. But that's what the Jacksonville Jaguars are on defense. Everybody goes up and down the field. Now, the interesting part about this game for me, Kevin, is let's just say Jacksonville goes over to London and gets a victory. How many asterisks will be placed against that? Because they'll say they lost 33 straight games now on U.S. turf. The only game they won was overseas. It almost feels like this would be like a fake win if they pick it up because it wasn't in the United States or in Jacksonville. We're playing in an NFL city at this time. But this game overall, 47 to 47 and a half, it makes sense. When you have two bad football teams, it typically goes over. But I have a hard time sometimes, Kevin, because, again, the body clocks and sending the teams over on a neutral site, long flight, they're not in their normal elements of playing in Jacksonville or if they're playing in Miami at this time. So I do get a slight downgrade, but it is a turf field. It should be a fast surface. And who's led to believe that either one of these teams, even though I don't like Jacksonville all that much, they should be able to move the football. I do have a lean towards the over in this game. But boy, Miami is a favorite here, minus three and a half. I don't know all about that. But earlier in the week, I was actually looking towards the Miami Dolphins as a possible team total. But anything over 24 makes that tough for me. But I still do look for some points in this game, Kevin, overall. So a note on the points. Last week, lost an all-over in this stadium by the hook. Shame. Yeah. But so far, 3-0 to the over at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for NFL games. Now, does that make any sense? Meh, I don't know. But it's still 3-0, Donnie, so perhaps every single game here played at Tottenham will feature points. I do think the interesting thing overall is the Dolphins, where I feel like, Donnie, whether it was Brissett or Tua, were booked the exact same way. No noticeable difference here. And I think that's super understandable. And that's what makes the Dolphins so odd as they sit here 1-4, like, there's no, oh, look, two is coming back. This will save them. No, they were yeah. supposed to be carried by their defense. And that unit is bad. And the wide receiver room is banged up here, Donnie. I, I understand fading the Jaguars' defense makes a lot of sense. I know it worked wonders for you last week there with the Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. group here. But this very well could be a spot where maybe the Jags finally get on the board. Let the U.S. soil asterisk uh, notes fly around. That team's just looking to get into the win column finally. Another game I really wanted to talk about here. We're going to get to it yesterday. Just didn't have the time. Plenty of time, though, here today. Vikings-Panthers. And this number has just been bing-bonging around all week long. Carolina's the favorite. Minnesota's the favorite. Back and forth they go. Right now, the Vikings are a one-point favorite, Donnie. The over-under here is 46-and-a-half. And this feels like two teams right now that We're still trying to figure out quite a bit about. Yeah, you know who we figured these two teams out relatively quickly? What if I would have told you that you have two of the best running backs in football in these teams, and they're both injured? So you look at them over the past couple weeks. What's going on with Carolina? Christian McCaffrey hasn't been playing. What's going along with it? What's going wrong with the Minnesota Vikings offense? Dalvin Cook hasn't been playing, and if he was, he was very banged up. 
So today, as we like to look at on a Wednesday, we're still a couple way, days away from this game, but the practice reports start to come out today. If we're getting a clean bill of health and full practices here on Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook, that only helps the offenses. That means you have to worry about everything because it's not as if it's Derrick Henry where you know he's just running straight downhill and you have to stop this. You're taking a look at explosive running backs that are great in space and that can catch screen passes and take them 65 to 70 yards at any time. So if I'm going to get a healthy McCaffrey and a healthy Dalvin Cook, I also would look to points in this game, sitting at a 46. I like Carolina's defense. I understand that. Sam Darnold, not the greatest quarterback to back. I get that. But you know whose job gets a whole heck of a lot easier? Kirk Cousins and Sam Darnold in this spot because they get all-world running backs that can save you. Second and two, handoff. Oh, look, that's a 40-yard run. Third and eight, dump off out of the backfield, 22 yards he picks up, and a first down to keep the chains moving. These guys didn't have their A1 backfield when it looks like they will. I think we get points this weekend, but I do agree with a slight favorite here, Kevin, towards the Minnesota Vikings. I trust the Vikings a little bit more than I do the Carolina Panthers. Last week, the Eagles were my money line dog pick because I wanted to fade the Carolina Panthers because I thought we saw the cracks against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I give their defense credit. They played a very, very good three and a half quarters. And then the Eagles offense was starting able to move the ball. The defense also was putting some bad spots there, not only with turnovers, but a blocked punt. To be fair, that defense played a good game. But it was specifically had to do with Sam Darnold. I've been very critical of Darnold through his time with New York and even going into Carolina. And through the first three weeks, it looked like maybe he was turning the corner. And then... He went back to the situations that he often saw when he was with the Jets, which was playing from behind. And Sam Darnold went to looking like he was back with the Jets, throwing the football to the wrong team. He's got six picks on the season, five in the last two weeks. Darnold playing from behind is a recipe for disaster for Carolina. It's going to be interesting to see if McCaffrey coming back is going to be the fix-all for this team It's not like Hubbard had a bad game, 100 yards on the ground, multiple catches out of the backfield. I believe it was 5 for 35 there. They're an interesting team to follow here, but so is Minnesota. I mean, what do you make of this group, right? Should have beat the Cardinals, didn't. Lost to the Bengals in overtime. Shut out in the second half against the Browns. Should have lost to the Detroit Lions, but... Maybe not. I don't know. They found a way to kick that field goal with the final 30 seconds or so, getting a drive going there. These are two fascinating teams here, and it feels like we'll start to really learn a little bit more about them with this matchup. One more early line to get to, and I said we would get to this one here. Going to New England, the Dallas Cowboys are four-point favorites. The over. Whoa. All right. Look at some CLV there. I was telling Donnie yesterday, I was, I was letting the people, the good people of Colorado know. I thought over 49 and a half was a strong look here in Cowboys-Patriots. I guess so. The new total in this game is a 52. Sell it. Sell all that CLV. Give it all back. That is an automatic yeah, win, as right. we all know. Once you beat the opening line movement, yeah. it is a surefire victory. Ooh. But I do agree with you in that tendency. You should get points in this game. As long as you get clear weather conditions, the Dallas Cowboys, are so they don't care who your defense is. They are scoring. If they come yeah. into this game healthy with both Zeke Elliott and Pollard in the backfield, Amari Cooper can get over that hamstring or that soft muscle tissue injury. They will be fine in this game. And I do think you have to open up the offense if you are the New England Patriots and say, well, hey, well, did you see last time? They didn't have to open up the offense and almost beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was in some bad, rainy conditions and certainly not optimum mm-hmm. in scoring. But also you're taking a look here at the Dallas Cowboys defense. There's still something to be desired. Are they as good as what they're showing? Is the offense hiding them you know, from being a bad defense because they're keeping the football and running the football? We'll see. But I do agree there should be more points than not in this game just because it's the Dallas Cowboys, Kevin. They score. I will say, and sometimes there's something about seeing a number early, liking a number early, and then watching it get out of control. Like the 52 is like, oh, okay. It gives me a little hesitancy there. I feel validated, I guess, Donnie, on that 49 and a half. But as you said, the Dallas Cowboys are built for overs. They're Kansas City Chiefs-esque. A tremendous all-world offense. Dak Prescott has not missed a beat rightfully inside the top five MVP conversation with, by the way, as long as he can keep this level of play going, I think what is going to be a very difficult narrative to overcome 
for some of your other contenders there, your Josh Allens, your Lamar Jacksons of the world there, when you can simply point to what the Cowboys were with Dak and what they were without Dak Prescott. He's going to very much so be in this race and a defense that is making plays left and right, but still being scored on enough to get you over the finish line. The Cowboys are 4-1 and one to the over this season. The only game that went under, under was against the Chargers, and there were no punts in the game. It was an anomaly. That game should have probably had a lot more juice to it than it ended up having. The Pats are an interesting group. They played their first over last week of the season. It was their first over since the middle of the last season. In fact, it'll be nice to see if they allow Matt Jones to kind of step on the gas here a little bit as well, Donnie. The 52 continuing to move. I'll ask you this, though, on that four-point spread, do you think people are going to be looking back the home dogs? Because, you know, looking through this board, there's a good amount of home underdogs this week, we just talked about Carolina. We mentioned the Bears yesterday. Even Monday Night Football, the Titans are a big-time home underdog here. There's a lot of spots for people to be back in points. No, I do. And you take a look at the Patriots. Outside of the game, they lost to the New Orleans Saints 28-13. to Look at the final scores here. 17-16, a win 25-6 over the Jets. 19-17 loss here to the Buccaneers. And 25-22 versus the Texans. They are in just about each and every ball game here. So you take a look at that home dog. And I'm sure a lot of people will be fired up to take the Cowboys. No way they lose this game. There might be a good chance that at least the Patriots hang around. Certainly could be the case there. We take a break on the early line. When we come back, adjusted win totals on the FanDuel Sportsbook, a market that I know both Donnie and I have kept our eyes on. But there are a couple that are starting to jump out as we've now played five weeks of football. Will the Kansas City Chiefs win double-digit games? We'll talk that and more next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wow. Welcome back to the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. And I think a couple of people at DRS are sending after me, but that's, oh, that's yeah. besides the point. The people don't need to know about all of that. What they do need to know about are some adjusted win totals here on the FanDuel Sportsbook, a delightful market that is updated each and every week as we try and figure out where these teams stand, getting a sense of who's real and who's not. And the Kansas City Chiefs are never a team that I thought we would be asking that question around and yet here we are five weeks into the season a sub 500 team two and three to start the year however what a difficult schedule to open up in my opinion they've played four of the top five teams in the conference 
The only reason they didn't play all five of them is because they're the fifth team in some order there in the AFC. The adjusted win total on the Kansas City Chiefs, Donnie, is 10 and a half, minus 130 juice to the over. But we're talking about a spot where this team is going to lose seven games in one year when it seemed like Patrick Mahomes would never lose seven games in his entire career. What do you make of this adjusted win total here on Kansas City? Yep, here come the mind games again. We talk about taking a look at schedules, particularly how they pertain to the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. Because I look at the schedule and I don't even see I don't see another loss on it. And that's just the way it is, the way it looks. But obviously <laughs> they do have three losses. There's probably going to be more. But for some reason, the Chiefs, yeah. the way they profile, they just don't lose yeah. football games, but yet they're under five hundred after five games. Because if you take a look just here, going against the football team, they're gonna be favored in that game. Probably favored again with, with the Tennessee Titans. And the New York Giants at home, the Packers at home, the Raiders fell apart on the road, the Cowboys at home, the Broncos at home, the Raiders at home, the Chargers on the road probably still be favored, Steelers at home favored, at the Bengals favored, and at the Broncos to end the season favored. They seem to be favored in every game. Now, we know you don't just win because you're favored, but at the same time, you take a look at the 10 and a half. You say they're two and three, and you go, just do the simple math. There's no way they're getting to 11 wins here. But when you look at the schedule, it still sets up very well because what do we think of the Chiefs, Kevin? The all-world Chiefs, the Super Bowl champion Chiefs, the Super Bowl, you know, getting to at least the Super Bowl game Chiefs. But when I look at this, I say it's not that hard. They should be able to get to 11 wins. That isn't far-fetched. But am I using old-school logic with the Chiefs, thinking they were the 2020 version, the 2019 version, or is this the new 2021 version that can't get out of their own way and, yes, they're going to continue to lose? Not at a massive clip, but enough to keep them at 10 wins, even though it sounds crazy. They're under 500. I still think they can get to 11 wins. Am I insane? I don't think so. As you said, where are the losses? Now, this isn't your, your, you know, they're not the team with the easy schedule. It's easier, but it's the fact that, as Donnie said, they are going to be favorites throughout Maybe, depending where the teams stand, at L.A. against the Chargers as a dog. But they host Green Bay, and they host Dallas, and they'll be favored at Tennessee. We see that they're favored at Washington here this week. And you have to just talk about what is the asking price. Nine and three is what you need the Chiefs to go in order to win this bet. You can still offer up three more losses and cash this ticket. And here is where I think, Donnie, the context of this two and three start is so important. The Bills blew them out 100%. Give Buffalo all the credit in the world. They should have beat the Baltimore Ravens. And they somehow chargered themselves against the L.A. Chargers. Look, fair is fair. You are what the record is. But this is, while a team that, to me, is not living up to their status as preseason Super Bowl favorites. I still squarely have them as one of the five best teams in this conference, and I think 9-3 and three is more than doable here when you line up this schedule. And again, as Donnie said, 12 games left. They will be favorites in all 12-11 at worst. Another AFC West team who's very much so worth mentioning in this market is the Vegas Raiders. Admit a lot of controversy and certainly a lot of change as John Gruden is no longer their head coach. 3-0 is now 3-2. Dogs in week six making a trip to mile high and playing the Denver Broncos. Their adjusted number here, Donnie, seven and a half. Huge juice to the over of minus 165. What do you think about Vegas's outlook now without John Gruden in town? And on the looks of it now, and I need to degrade this team a little bit differently because now having a new head coach, it's not John Gruden who installs your offense, you know, the state of the team and overall. But I have to say, even before John Gruden was let go, this team looked like they were in a downward spiral with two awful performances. So maybe you can say to yourself, well, maybe John Gruden going will help. That's, trust me, that doesn't help here. The entire team was built around John Gruden's philosophy, whether it was the players he wanted on his team to the game plans that he installed. It was all John Gruden. Now you take him away. You say, well, they did have a decent start to the season. They still have three wins with a total of seven and a half. It should be doable. 
not so fast as you take a look at this, the rest of the remaining schedule. You're going to play the Denver Broncos. That's a divisional game. You know, the Broncos aren't the best football team in the league by any stretch, but it's still a tough place to play on the road. And also keep in mind, as I said, two terrible performances from the offense for the Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos do have a good defense. Then you play the Philadelphia Eagles at home, which should be a win. But again, what type of mindset are we getting in the Raiders? Are they going to lose three in a row and still be reeling from their head football coach? And we do know that the Eagles, as long as they're not playing an upper echelon football team, tend to hang around and can pick up some wins. Then you take a look after the bye. You get the Giants. That should be an easy victory, right? Well, the Giants are probably going to be healthy at that point. You know, Daniel Jones probably coming back from the mm-hmm. concussion. We'll see if Saquon Barkley's ankle heals up, Kenny Galladay, maybe even Sterling Shepard or also Darius Slayton. They could be full go. And again, it still is on the road. West Coast team coming east. Then you play the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Washington football team, the Chiefs, the Browns, the Broncos, the Colts, and the Chargers. Same thing we looked at the schedule here for Kansas City, Kevin, saying, boy, it looks like they're going to be favored in a lot of these games. I'm not so sure the Raiders are going to be favored in a lot of these games down the stretch, and they still have to get to eight wins to cash this ticket. I'll take the plus money on the under here for the Raiders that they don't get to the eight-win limit. And I think that plus number is what makes it so attractive. Plus 140, and that is a legitimate strong hit there if you're able to get it. And I think what's so difficult for Vegas is if they stumble out of the gates here, as again, they go through a lot of changes. And I've made this point, and I will continue to make it. It's not just the players. How is this coaching staff not in disarray as all of a sudden, who answers to who? Where's John? John was all, you know, a lot of those guys are probably there, a part of this organization now because of Gruden. And Denver, Philly, bye week, Giants is a part of the schedule, Donnie, that most people probably eye up and say, all right, that needs to be two and one. Well, your dog's at Denver. Who knows if you have yourself ready for Philly. And as you said, bye week or not, west to east going to the Giants is not an easy task. And then it's just a bunch of playoff teams and that horrible Washington defense. I think plus 140 does make a lot of sense there on Vegas. It's going to be tough for this team because by the time that they maybe start to figure it out, the schedule is just going to start to beat them over the head. And at some point, again, with all of the change going on, they might just tap out as a group. Now, another thing that I wanted to bring up here was a three-pack of teams because there are three teams all with the same number of wins on their over-under. No, it's not teams with seven and a halfs or some good teams with 11 and a halfs. No, no, no. We go to the bottom of the barrel. The Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Houston Texans, Donnie. Each one of them, juice is varying with over-unders of three and a half. The Lions, the Texans, and the Jaguars, oh my. Are there any of the teams here that you want to start with first where maybe you could talk yourself into four victories? Man, it's so tough. Let's just break down the three teams before we get individually. So you take a look at the Lions. You like how they play hard, but they're just not that talented. Now they're getting injured. They lose their starting center for the year. You know, top wide receiver Mm -hmm. now, that's going to be down. You do like the fight in that team, and you figure that they're going to win some games. But then again, you still have to win games here, as we like to say, to get to that four marker. You take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, hey, they got some talent over here. They don't have any wins. You have to win games to get to that four marker. And then you take a look at the Texans, which is a team nobody wanted to even touch coming into the season, and rightfully so. They look like a competent bunch here under David Culley, and particularly a competent bunch outside of that Bills game once you get Tyrod Taylor back in the building. So normally you would say, okay, they have one win already under their belt. They have one more game against Jacksonville. That could be two. But again, when we look at the schedules to get to the four wins, you say, okay, Tyrod comes back. They'll be a competent team. But where are the wins coming from? At the Colts, at the Cardinals, the Rams, at the Dolphins. Yeah, whoo, you get a bye. Then you go right back on the road and play at the Tennessee Titans. The Jets, you should be able to beat them in your own building. So that'll be two wins. Then you play the Colts, the Seahawks, who will probably have Russell Wilson back at that time. You go on the road at the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a road game. Let's just say you win that. That is three wins. You know who you finish up the season with? Chargers, Niners, Titans. So even though you say maybe, to me, the Texans have the best chance here, you look at that schedule and be like, where are the wins coming from? But then again, when you're a bad football team, every game you look on the schedule between the Lions, Jaguars, and Texans, 
You don't see any wins basically and say, oh, I hope they win this game somewhere in December. It's crazy to think that we're looking mm-hmm. at multiple teams in the NFL in a 17-week schedule. So you say a 17-game schedule can't get the four wins. Boy, there are the haves and the have-nots in the NFL, Kevin. But if I had to pick one of these teams to get the four, it's probably going to be the Texans if Tyrod Taylor comes back in two weeks. Mm. It's fair. Again, the Texans were 1-0, and and then with Tyrod Taylor, were tied with the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland mm-hmm. at the half. So that is absolutely fair. The reason I also wanted to bring these teams up is they are the perfect examples that we've talked about all year of who put these schedules together. Does anybody out there have any intentions of winning football games here? I mean, just getting beat over the head with difficult, difficult spots. And at least the Texans have one in the pocket. You look through the Jaguars schedule here, and if you have any chance at getting over three and a half, we did this with the Texans, actually. Their preseason win total was four and a half. We said if they're going to win five games, they have to beat the Jaguars week one. They did. Don't worry about a season win total. I think if Jacksonville's going to win four games, Donnie, you probably got to take down the Miami Dolphins here in London, all in all, because now you're 0-6. You're hitting the bye week here. Seattle, Buffalo, Indy, San Fran. Like, what are we doing? I think the Jags have a chance, but I think it starts here with Miami in London. And the Lions are the best. They're 0-5. We only say good things about their 0-5 record. They feel like they're competitive, but they're still 0-5. I mean, their two losses, both at the final score of 19-17, one to Baltimore and one to Minnesota, Dan Campbell is crying at the post-game presser, and I understand why. Now, he's crying because he just feels bad for his guys being so competitive and getting left short of results here, Donnie. But how is that team meant to turn around an 0-5 start? Yeah, I don't know. And even when you take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars here with Urban Meyer as a coach, this tells you the difference between the pros and college football one fail swoop here. Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer probably didn't leave Columbus until December every single year while he was the coach of, of the uh, Buckeyes. And now you're giving away home games to London here and trying to pick up victories. Crazy stuff here. I don't know about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. They are in some trouble. 250 passing, 250 rushing. <laughs> no problem. Donnie closes out the early line next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Closing out the last segment today on the early line for a Wednesday. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Wall setting the table here 7 to 9 a.m. and getting you ready for the morning after coming up here with Ben Stevens right here on the Sports Grid Network. We saw hockey enter into our lives last night, and we'll be here for a long time. Stanley Cup Finals, you know, May, June. We should get an interesting season out of that and also takes center stage tonight. But you know what's taking place in about a week? The NBA is opening up. 
and certainly will join the fun with college football, pro football, everything going on at that time. College basketball on the horizon as well. But let's take a look at the NBA here and why it means so much to us and certainly why it means so much to the players, but more importantly, to their overall bank accounts. How about in the past couple of weeks here? Andrew Wiggins out on the West Coast, Golden State Warriors. They play in the city of San Francisco. There is a mandate that says if you work here in the city of San Francisco, you are going to have to be vaccinated if you want to play basketball at home. Why is that important? Andrew Wiggins makes $30 million a year. And they said, you are not going to be able to play here in your home games, which you would lose a large chunk of your salary. So all those stances that you had in the offseason, I'm not going to get the vaccination. Don't make me do this. Comes down to, hey, next week when the everything gets underway and you need to play for us and make money, yep, got the vaccination. Let's also take a look before we get to Kyrie Irving. Ben Simmons here in the city of Philadelphia. I'm never showing up back in this with the 76ers. I don't want to play in the Philadelphia. I'm going to hold out. Money's not everything here. It's about my pride. Shows up in the middle of the night here this past week at the Wells Fargo Center to get tested and say, I want to come back. Why? because he doesn't want to give up $30 million in salary. So now let's take a look at Kyrie Irvin and the Brooklyn Nets. The rule comes down from the Nets organization. Hey, Kyrie, you're all in and you're not in at all. So he was figured he could be able to practice, play on the road, get half of his salary, and not get the vaccination. There's still time left here ticking, but I think when it's all said and done, Kyrie Irving probably ends up getting the vaccination. Why? because he doesn't want to miss out on $30-plus million. It's all about the paper in the NBA. We know that here. Those guys will be back in play sooner than later. But I want to thank you guys for joining us once again for the Early Line right here on the Sports Grid Network. For with myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh, thanks for joining us, and stay tuned for the morning after right here on The Grid. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.